There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. My name is Chris. I'm Rose. And I'm Desmond. And Kern is dead. No, no, no. No! (laughs) (laughs) No, Kern is just stuck on a mountain somewhere. Because his job is crazy. And his job is on a mountain, so he really is stuck in a mountain. Or in LA. We don't know. Yeah, he really. Yeah, he's stuck on a mountain in LA. Because we know how mountainous LA is. I watch The Rock. There's don't hills. Right. Wait a minute, that's San Francisco. Right? I, don't, I don't care. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, even though Kern isn't here, we are going to start off with some current events. So, so who wants to kick it off? Uh, well, I thought it would be kind of interesting if we talked about our local store. Well, it's actually a chain, I guess, throughout some of the state and other places. Hastings, uh, which is where I buy my comics and movies and stuff, is going bankrupt. And I don't know how. You said you understood how. how. How do you see it going bankrupt? Honestly, I think Hastings has fallen victim to Amazon. I mean, like, the main things Amazon sells are the main things Hastings sells. Like, uh, video games, movies, and books. Like, those are like the three biggest sellers on Amazon, and that's all Hastings sells, pretty much. So... It's just one of those things that, like, it was inevitable that stores like that are going to go away. Um, especially with Hastings. Like, Hastings wasn't, like, a nationwide thing. Like, it's not it's not nearly as big as Walmart. It's sort of like a Midwest, and that's pretty much it, chain. Um, and then, like, I even thought back about it, and I don't think I've ever bought anything from Hastings. Like, I rented a game from there, like, a long time ago when really? they had rentals. Um, and I don't think I've ever bought anything from Hastings. Like, I've gone in and looked around at stuff, and then, like, I would look on my phone, or I'd wait till I got home and look on online and, like, see, okay, well, when I was in the store, I wanted this. But it was this much. And now that I'm home and I'm looking at Amazon, I can get it for like $20 cheaper. Why would I buy it at Hastings? Rose, do you shop at Hastings? Yeah, I, I've... i Yeah, I mean, I've not a lot, but I've shopped there a few times. I remember there was once where... Um, it was right before Acon. And I had ordered a Hufflepuff tie off of uh, Amazon, mostly because I, I went into to Hastings because I knew that they had them, but I didn't really like the style of the the Hogwarts class ties that they had there. They were a bit bigger. And I saw a thin, a nice thin one at, on Amazon. But the uh, whenever I ordered it and I got it in, it wasn't black and gold. It was blue and gold. And not even, like, a dark blue where I could get away with it. It was, like, very obviously blue-blue. And so I was so disappointed. So I, I went, I was like, fine. So I went to Hastings and just bought the one that was there. And, yeah, it was, like, 20 bucks for a tie. But 
I was like, well, at least it's convenient <laughs> and I don't have to, because I didn't have any more time. So, and I mean, I haven't really bought a lot of the pop figures, but they have a ton of them there. I did notice, though, they were, I'm guessing they tried to move away from their rentals because they recently renovated that store on Georgia and there's hardly any rentals and they're all shoved in the back. Yeah, I don't think anyone <laughs> rents anymore, so they just kind of let that go off. The people that do, yeah. do. And like my Funko yeah. Pop collection that you guys have mentioned before, um, that's where I buy mine because even with Amazon pricing, the they're like seven fifty, so you can't really beat it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times they'll have the, like, buy one, get one half off deals on the Funko Pops. Also, they, um, they had, I, I don't, but that's the thing, I don't like buying video games from there because they don't keep them in the cases. They, like, have them opened and they keep them in, like, sleeves up near the register. Oh, I guess yeah. it's safer. But then, like, oh, I have this game. This I bought this new game, but it's already been opened. Like, I didn't like. I, I don't, don't like, like that at all. So I don't like. I don't like that either. I don't like that at GameStop because I've I've mentioned. I think I told you guys the story. Like, I bought like twelve or thirteen games one day at GameStop with my Defy Media checks, and um, I came out and I got <laughs> home, and two of them didn't have games in them. And Aww. I went back, and they were really cool. I mean, of course, they were really cool because I. Bought oh, like that's good. A dozen games, but but they were well. They were they were like <laughs> all like ten dollars or less. I just loaded up on games mm. I hadn't played. A lot of like Rock Band and Guitar Hero games that I wanted. But I, I just thought it was mm. weird, and it makes me sad because comic wise, they are super cool, and they are probably the best. I hate saying this because they're a chain store. They're probably the best store because Big Apple, who's the one that people will mention if they don't know about comics, is pretty much great if you're a collector. But it's really about miniatures and collectibles and old issues. There's nothing in there for yeah. people that really collect new because they buy some, but they don't buy a lot. Uh-huh. That's where I buy my dice from, usually. Yeah, I mean, I've bought, I've bought dice there. I've bought it's from Big figs. Apple. I've bought uh, maps. I buy stuff there for, like, D&D. That's where I go. But not even my magic stuff do I buy there. And that's where I started buying magic. So it just makes me sad. Yeah. I bought a few magic there. Yeah, it just doesn't. Well, anymore with back when I would play. Anymore it. with magic, I just buy bulk, so it's I don't even go to a store. I feel bad about myself. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, is there other news? Sorry. I don't know. I'll be. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be disappointed if it leaves. Yeah. But if Hastings like disappears, because it's kind of I also like they're they're like it's kind of a fun place sometimes to go and get coffee and then like look at books and stuff, but. Right. Um, I'll I'll be sad to see if it go go if it does yeah, go. Yeah, especially since uh, it's based here, so it's headquarters and distribution and everything's here. So there's a lot of jobs for a local, you know, people yeah. online. But we'll right. see. Maybe somebody will buy it. If we have any listeners out there with enough money to buy a chain of uh, novelty and comic movie rental stops, check out Hastings. I yeah. offered them my lifetime savings, but they said two hundred dollars wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. Um, too bad. Another local thing that I guess is kind of weird. We had a a hostage situation at a Walmart here. Yeah. Um, and it didn't last very long, but I guess like some guy was uh, upset that he was passed over for a promotion. 
So he decided uh-huh. he was just going to hold the manager hostage. Um, I, I don't even know if like he demanded to get the promotion or if he just went in there and was mad. But I think at that point, when you're willing to just like go to work with a gun and hold somebody up, I think at that point, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, and you've that's just very been, true. You've been pushed beyond the point of understanding. Yeah. But yeah, the... the Amarillo Globe News, this little local newspaper we have, they did a really great yeah. article on his like backstory and who he was. And we had so many people who were like, oh, his name's Muhammad. That means he's a terrorist, obviously. But he actually, uh, or a Muslim, but he wasn't a Muslim at all. And he ran from terrorism back in Iran. So it's just, you know... It happens to all kinds of people where you're you're put in a desperate situation. You think he had some really bad health problems too. Yeah. And it was I'm guessing this this promotion was kind of like you know, the the last the last hope. Right. So uh, when it didn't happen, I guess, you know, just desperation. But it was a really great article. It really was. I mean, that was one of the few pieces that I've read in the Globe News where I was like, man, this could win awards. Like, just even that headline yeah. that they had, the the American Dream, like, I tweeted that out, I think, even on our Twitter. Maybe it was just on mine, but it was something that I thought was really impressive piece of journalism. And, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it was the same guy who interviewed us at YC3. It may have been. I oh, don't really? remember who wrote I it. I think. Uh, but I'm it was. It was. It was a really weird situation. Uh, I know lots of people that were like, "Oh, I was going to go to that Walmart." We had me and Chris had a friend actually. She was in there with her kids, and they ran when he fired his shot, and like it was, it was insane. And it, it, and you mentioned that people were saying that he must be a terrorist or a Muslim or any of this stuff. Um, I thought it was really weird that there was so much misinformation coming out because people were saying it was two guys and everyone was hostage and they were shooting and there was all this other stuff. And it was just, you know, it ended up he wasn't even they were saying he's Somali. He wasn't Somali. They were saying he was Muslim. He wasn't Muslim. They were saying he was all these things that he wasn't. And people were so scared and there was so much stirred up. And I was really, really proud of our city for not getting caught up in it. No one went out and did anything crazy or blamed people or did anything insane so that was really cool uh, big props Amarillo for being you know big minded and open Ooh. about it right um what's some other things uh Anton uh Yelchin was that his last name Anton Yelchin yeah, yeah. Anton Yelchin yeah he died he died um yeah. in a freak accident with his car Horrible. I guess uh rolling into him and pinning him against the security gate to his house. Yeah. And mm-hmm. apparently there was a recall for this vehicle like back in April, April or May, uh, about the vehicle not shifting into park correctly. Um, so they're pretty sure that's probably what did it was just he thought it was in park and he went to like open the gate or something and then it just rolled down the hill. Man. Really yeah, sad. I think that... Yeah, that makes more sense because whenever, whenever I heard the story the first time, I I was like, this doesn't make any sense because it was like, he lives on a steep incline and so he par- put his par in par- car in park or whatever, or he, 
he stopped his car and was it wasn't in park so he got out and it rolled down i'm like if you don't have your car in park and you get out of your car it's gonna roll right away right yeah so it makes way more sense that there was something wrong with it and that the like park failed yeah, yeah. the whatever parking mechanism well, the, failed yeah what i heard was it was in neutral but either way it's just it's horrible when it's a freak accident yeah. and it, I mean, something. I I actually had a uncle that died in something like that, and it's just you know, it's such a freak mm-hmm. thing. Yep, really sad. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Still, still excited to see Star Trek, but like, it, it obviously makes me wonder what they're going to do with Star Trek going forward too. Yeah. Yeah, we actually we actually had a Twitter question about that. What we thought they should do with the character in the light of this. Honestly, like yeah. start the if they do a fourth movie, just start the fourth movie with like a. You know, like a funeral thing, like what Spock did back in the old movie where, when he actually died. Like, um, give him some kind of memorial just to start off the movie. It, I think that'd be the best thing. Like, instead of, like, replacing him or trying to get another actor and pretending it never happened like they do with some roles, mm-hmm. like, just send him off in the movie, too. And Yeah, I, I agree. I think you keep the character, but you honor this version of it. Yeah, yeah. In the future, if they do another Star Trek, fine. Somebody else can do them, but I don't think with this crew, with this universe, that you stick somebody else in there because yeah. he was really, you know, he really shined in that role. Oh yeah, and I think he would have had a breakout role eventually that would have made him a name, like a big name. Oh yeah, he was in like forty something movies. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm saying he was never like a leading man. Big, let's right. go see an Anton Yelchin movie, and I feel like but- he was on the verge of that. He could have like if he had if he had done this all his life, I could totally see him getting like the lifetime achievement award at the Oscars, just because in his first like what ten years or fifteen years of doing movies, he's done forty. Yeah, like that's a lot. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Um, what are some other current events? Did we talk about anything? Well, else? I don't. Do you guys know uh, who Orlando Jones is? I'm sure you do because you're into voice acting. So, Orlando yes, Jones. Orlando Jones. Yeah, Orlando Jones did Hermes Conrad, Samurai Jack. Oh no, sorry, that's yeah. Phil Lamar. Screw me. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> I, they were both on Mad TV. That's where that came from. Yes, they are both on Mad TV. That's mm. why. Sorry, I mixed up. I mixed up my dudes for a second there. Uh, no, anyway, he was the Sprite Seven Up guy, one of those back in the day. And he was in Evolution, I think. Anyway, he's been cast as Mr. Yancey in uh, American Gods, the Neil Gaiman uh, thing. So that's going to mm. be really cool. I actually just reread that book like not too long ago, so I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a TV series with Ian McShane from Deadwood and Hercules and stuff. He's going to be in there as mm. Odin, Mr. Wednesday. So it, it's, That's cool. It's going to be a really cool, cool series to see. I think it's going to be on uh, Showtime or Stars, one of those, something like that. Mm. One of the ones I don't pay for, so I'll be watching this with friends. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. So I do want to, uh, I do want to interject. I did find out that yes, Aaron Davis is the guy who wrote the article that he interviewed us for Weiss, Yellow City Comic Con. Mm. Well, props to that guy. He wrote he wrote the Yellow City Comic Con Sparks protest at Emerald Civic Center, and he also wrote that amazing The American Dream, where he looked back on that guy's life. Really interesting. Good job, Aaron Davis. If you listen to us, I don't know if you do, but you're you're doing great. Keep up the good work. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything really pertinent. Um, there was a quick thing about uh, Ben Affleck was asked about Batman. He said he's still working on the script. He's not happy with it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But there were, but right now I think they just started filming uh, Justice League. So well, they're letting a lot of stuff out about Justice League. We know the yeah. who you know the villain is. It's Steppenwolf. It's yeah. going to be interesting because that is the new gods now. Yeah. We know it is. That's why we saw the Omega symbol, or I guess the Dark Side symbol. And also, Steppenwolf symbol, was in that. Uh, Steppenwolf was in that deleted scene where um, it like it was Steppenwolf was standing in front of Lex Luthor in the ship in that deleted scene. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I I tell you right now, you know how much I don't really care for the Batman v Superman, so I did not go looking for extra feature. I didn't think there was anything that, that was going to redeem it short of a reshoot, so I did not. Yeah, basically the deleted scene is Lex Luthor is in the ship and he's um, standing in front of like a, it looks, I guess it's sort of like a hologram of Steppenwolf, and then like the, it's like a SWAT team or something busts into the room and arrests him or whatever um and i guess the idea is that's whenever he finds out that he's coming so that's why later on he's like acting crazy and he's talking about somebody uh coming to earth or whatever well that would have made sense that actually would have it wouldn't have redeemed the movie but it would have made my gripe about him and the ship and how he found out where to go and the knowledge in the ship being like oh hey Here's a super top secret band project. You should start with this. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense now, at least that part of it. But, meh. Yeah. Yeah, that It'll was be really... interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah. Yeah, that was really odd about that scene. Because I was like, that... Why did they delete that? That actually seems like it would have helped the story some. Which makes me think, like, a lot of the deleted scenes are going to make it seem that way. It's like, oh, well, if we would have left this in there... You know, this and this and this would have been way better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that's about it for the current events. I can't think of anything else. Uh, The only other thing I'll mention real quick is Stargate's going to be rebooted. Oh, yeah. That's weird. But could be interesting. And I think I was talking to Desmond about this the other day. There's no reason to reboot Stargate. Because, like, the whole point of Stargate is, like, there could be different like branches of it around the world or they could be different times or different planets like just like how there was the movie but then there was sg1 and there there was stargate uh atlantis right and then there was universe yeah and universe is really good they they crapped on that show yeah like well i don't know why they can't just you know just make another one and then you could have like occasional guest stars from the other ones it's really weird but but it was something that happened that I thought would be worth mentioning before we jump off into the two Mac Daddies here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mac Daddies. Mac Daddies. All right, so <laughs> two main topics today, I guess. The first one, though, uh, last week was E3. Woo! And I've got a nice little uh, summary that I'm going to read off of from The Escapist. Uh, the writer is yeah. the writer is Stephen Bogos or Bogas or Bogus or something. Buy one get one um, free. Stephen, buy one get one free. And he did like a quick little summary, so it'll be easier for me to just go through this. Uh, 
It started on Sunday. Uh, the first conference was the EA conference. Um, the EA conference was, in my opinion, pretty Boring. awful because, like, because <laughs> yeah. all they did was tell us games we already knew were coming, and then they were done. It started off with them announcing 2017. Um, uh, yeah, so tell me if this makes sense. They started off by announcing uh, the new Madden, but they did that via satellite in England. So in London, okay. they announced Madden. And then back here in the States, they announced FIFA. Now, <laughs> I feel like they did that backwards, <laughs> but whatever. Right. Um, I feel like they were paid to do it that way. Probably. They because wanna, the NFL wants NFL to expand wants into game. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to expand to uh, Europe, and America's really trying to push football. And don't get me wrong, I played soccer all through my educational life, but yeah, no, it's not going to happen, guys. Yeah. Um, they announced that Titanfall Two is coming out this October. Yes, it is with a single player campaign. Yes, uh, but oh see, like we already God. knew about Titanfall Two. Like it was cool to see the gameplay trailers. Like there's like now there's like a hook shot type thing, and so that's cool. Um, they showed some Battlefield 1 gameplay, and that's also coming this fall. Um, which, and also, like I said, I'm psyched about that. Yeah. Uh, they did like a quick, like sort of like a vid doc about the new Mass Effect, but they basically gave us no information. Um, they basically Aww. said they want to show, they're going to show us more this fall, so the game's still way further <laughs> out than people thought it was. Um, they also announced. What we already knew that like two or three, I think three different studios at EA are working on different Star Wars games. And they showed six seconds of gameplay of a guy walking out of Ooh. a door. And that was it. Um, How exciting. And at the bottom it says uh, early pre-alpha gameplay. I was like, all right, great. And These are renders. Yeah. These are renders. And they announced that they're doing this indie publishing program where they're going to fund indie titles to get published and stuff, which mm. just seems like sort of a way for them to try to get away from that, you know, worst company in the world uh, image that they have because they keep winning that poll every year that they're the worst company in the world somehow. <laughs> um, so well, yeah, that was because EA. Donald Trump e isn't EA, a company. Yeah, EA to me is pretty <laughs> underwhelming just because there wasn't anything. Like, there were no new games announced. They just, like, confirmed stuff we already knew and showed a couple of new gameplay videos of games we already knew about, and then that was it. The only defense I have for that is I was already pretty hyped for those games. So yeah. it was kind of nice to see them get out there and give a timeline. Like, mm -hmm. we all heard rumbles, and they had said, oh, it's coming in 2017, maybe, maybe it'll come in 16. And even with Andromeda, like, they pushed it. So, I'm kind of glad yeah. to see that some things aren't getting pushed to next year. Right, yeah. Um, then, uh, Sunday evening, we had the Bethesda conference. Uh, they actually announced quite a bit of new stuff. Um, they revealed a new Quake game that's going to be a PC exclusive game. Um, okay. Quake Champions. And it just looks like Quake. I mean, if you like Quake, then hey, here's more Quake. Um, <laughs> then they announced a new Prey. Uh, the original Prey came out quite a while back, and then like they were working on a Prey 2, and it got canceled. 
And now this is like a reboot, even though there's only been one Prey. But okay. it, it's it's sort of like a... It looks like sort of like a... Um, how would I describe it? Sort of like a Dead Space game. Like, it's sci-fi horror. It's very interesting. Um, highly okay. recommend looking up that trailer if you haven't seen it. Hmm. Uh, they talked about new Fallout 4 DLC. There's going to be... Uh, what is it called? Nuka, Nuka Cola World or Nuka World or something like that. And it's like an amusement park. What? Um, oh my sounds goodness! Awesome. It looks it looks really interesting. Like it looks like it'd be really fun. Um, they also announced that in two thousand seven, uh, yeah, two thousand seventeen, Fallout Four and Doom are going to be on the HTC Vive VR. So you'll be able to play those what? on VR on PC. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Um. Ooh, Fallout on VR. That sounds exciting. <laughs> it sounds like it'll make you sick because, like, Fallout like has like frame rate issues and glitches, and like in VR, I feel like that'll make people throw up. But whatever. It might. <laughs> it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, they showed quite a bit of gameplay for Dishonored Two, um, which I'm excited for because I really liked the first Dishonored. And did you? I really did. And like the can new- I ask you why? Sorry. <laughs> because I like stealth games. Like, if you played that game really stealthy, it was super awesome. I just like stealth games. And I feel like they did first-person stealth really well, which, like, I can't think of a first-person stealth game that was done well. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, because I don't like Metal Gear for that reason. I'm just not a stealth guy. Like, mm, mm. I think yeah, the I last love... stealth game I played was, like, Ghost Recon. Mm, mm. Aww. Uh, they also announced uh, coming out this fall, uh, Skyrim remastered or whatever. Yeah, I think they yeah. just I think they just called it Skyrim like uh, special edition or something like that for. Is it? PS4. I thought it was HD or something. No, they didn't call it HD because like the old ones HD already. They just called it uh, Skyrim Enhanced Edition or something like that. Oh, that's so right. That's right. It, and it comes with all the DLC. It's on PS4 and Xbox One. And if you already have Skyrim on your PC. Um, with all the DLC, then you'll just get an update to all the new lighting effects and I mean, graphics. That's kind of cool. sweet. Yeah, so you get. I was like, I was like, I don't get why they're why. I mean, Skyrim by itself was fine, but like, I guess if they're going to update your computer for free, yeah, that's that's cool. I think more than likely it's because they um, they they said that whenever they started development on Fallout Four. They started by porting Skyrim to the new console and went off that engine to make Fallout 4. Oh, So I think it's probably like, well, we did half the work already. Let's just do some more work and then <laughs> release it and make people pay $60. Yeah. Um, then they also released a $350 limited edition Pip-Boy that has a built-in display instead of using your phone yeah. like the one they sold a year ago. Which I feel like is a uh-huh. big middle finger to everyone that bought the Pip-Boy last year. Because they made such a big deal about it being an exclusive thing and there's only a limited amount well, of them. to be fair, that one cost like $200 with the game. Yeah. This one is $350 by itself. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is a little ridiculous. Um, and also, Todd Howard said that Elder Scrolls Six is a long way off. Like, it's something they're going to do. They already know that, but, like, it's in such yeah. early development that it's not going to come out till probably, I'd guess, like, like 2019 or 2020 or something, so. Well, uh-huh. I mean, the wait for 5 was pretty long. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's still a ways off. Um. So then the next day, Microsoft had their conference. Uh, I'll Ooh. try to go through this. I'll try to go through this quicker. Uh, they started off announcing the new Xbox One S. That's a lot smaller than the normal Xbox One. Um, and then they spent the next hour explaining why you don't need an Xbox One. Every uh, single okay. game, every single game they announced for the Xbox One <laughs> during their conference will also be on Windows 10. So yeah, they said there's not going to really? be any more exclusives. Yeah. And not not only that, uh-huh. but like if you buy it on one platform, you get it on the other. You know, on the so other. if you so like if I don't have an Xbox One, like I don't, then all I have to do is have Windows 10, and I'll be able to play all these games they announced. Which, really quickly, are going to be Gears of War 4, which you already knew about, but it's going to be on uh, PC and Xbox One. Um, Turn over it. Let's see. Uh, Dead Rising 4 comes out in December. Blah. Um, let's see. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Not, they're they're fun, but not they're abused. just... They're not They're not worth redoing, like, yeah. a franchise. Um. They announced some, like, indie games I don't remember. Uh, Sounds great. I can't wait yeah. to get all of those. Yeah. Because um, there was one called, uh, oh, what was it called? We Happy Few, I think is what it was called. They kinda look, it, it's like a society where everybody has to take these happy pills that makes them crazy. And you are um, a guy that's realized that taking the happy pills makes you crazy, so you stop taking them. And then people start chasing you, and it looks very... Like, the aesthetic is a lot like Bioshock. So like it's people, Equilibrium the game. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's a very interesting art style, too. So, I don't know. I, I thought it looked really cool. No, um, I mean, it could be interesting. I love Equilibrium. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's Equilibrium the game. It's a great game. movie. Yeah, 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 it got Christian Bale in the bat suit. Right, right Can't yeah. be mad with Sean that. Sean Bean. Um, they've got... Uh, what was it? Halo Wars 2 was shown... I'm sure everybody loved Halo oh, Wars yeah. 1, so they're going to get Halo Ooh. Wars 2. Um, gosh, I feel like that was it. Which, in, the, in the Gears of War 4 uh, gameplay, it showed Marcus Phoenix as like an old man, because this happens uh, after Gears way of War 3, future, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. They also announced there's going to be another... Um, Xbox One coming out at the end of next year called, uh, right now called Project Scorpio. It's going to be like way more powerful than the PlayStation 4. Um, and, but still like way less powerful than, uh, up to date PC. So I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that I hmm. kind of, that's what I did too. Cause I saw the new Xbox. I was like, I'm going to get one of those. And then yeah. I looked at it and I was like, I opened system preferences System info. Never mind. Yeah, that was one of those things. Well, because they just kept going like, it has six teraflops. And I was like, people don't know what teraflops are. So that's a perfect way to explain to people that it's really powerful. Because then you look it up and you can (laughs) see that my 780 Ti that I bought like four or five years ago gives out 5.8 teraflops. So whatever teraflops are, it's only slightly better than my five-year-old video card. Oh, it's how much it could process all at once. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt, because I was like, I have two 290s. Oh, no, I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, Then, after the Microsoft conference was the Ubisoft conference, uh, they actually, I think they were probably the best third-party 
uh, conference. Like, they were better than EA and Ubisoft to me. Um, they showed off uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is like a big open world game where you can tackle missions from different angles and you can pick like the time of day to do it and you can choose whether to do it just like guns blazing or stealthy or you can even sabotage enemies to kill each other like there's a lot of different ways that you can do it um and you can play it by yourself with like ai partners or you can do it with friends i thought wildlands was awesome i thought i thought it looked really really interesting because I, up until now, Splinter Cell's been what I played in that kind of gameplay. Oh, yeah. Because I don't do Metal Gear. And so right. I was like, wow, this is going to go completely off the map and rewrite how you play these games and what you're able to do. Right. And I like that because that's what the genre needs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because right now it's just the same, like, five titles cranking out. Yeah. Um, They showed a Star Trek Bridge Crew VR, which... I was like, oh, cool, a Star Trek VR game. And then it shows it, and you're just, like, sitting at one of the control panels <laughs> in the bridge. And, like, they had LeVar Burton and uh, Jerry Ryan. Is that her name? Yeah, it is. And the guy that plays Bones in the new Star Trek movies. Like, they had the three of them, and you got to watch them play it with their VR headsets on. But every time it showed gameplay, you were either hitting four buttons uh, up in a column... Or you were hitting those same four buttons down in a column. Like, that was the only actual gameplay I saw. And everything else was just them, like, yelling at each other, like, bring up the shields and fire. And But the game didn't really look that interesting. But they did a really good job of marketing it with having those three uh, Star Trek actors to play it. I really wish Kern was here right now because I think <laughs> that you don't you're underestimating the ability of social nerds that are introverts normally <laughs> to be able to put on a headset and go lock on photon torpedoes <laughs> fire and then like watch it happen like yeah. if there could be eight yeah. of us in headsets yelling at each other to to get the shields up <laughs> and right. what life supports at Right, get the yeah. deflector array on that. Like, dude, yeah, you're, yeah. you're underestimating the appeal. Right. That's more appealing than even the Jerry Ryan bit, which is <laughs> definitely appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also oh, announced uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Uh, if you don't know, there was a game called Far Cry Blood Dragon, which basically used the map from Far Cry 3 and then added in dinosaurs and gave it like an 80s movie aesthetic with like neon colors Oh, and yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You played as a guy named Rex Power Cole, who was voiced by the guy that played uh, uh, Reese. I think it was Reese in Terminator. Wasn't his name Reese? I haven't seen Michael. Terminator you mean time. Michael Bain? Or? Whoever played Reese in Terminator. The new the one or the old one? No, the original movie. Okay. Yeah, it's Michael Bain. Yeah, that guy did the voice of Rex Power Cole. Well, this is. The same, like, aesthetic and style, but applied to a Trials game, which is, like, the motorcycle game. Or dirt bike oh. game. Um, it's that style. And it's actually a sequel to Far Cry Blood Dragon. So it actually happens, like, sequentially after the timeline of Far Cry Blood Dragon. And whenever they announced it, at the end of the trailer, it literally, it also said, available now. So, like, they, re they announced it and then immediately released it, which was pretty cool. That's cool. Um, they had Matt Stone and Trey Parker on to show uh, yes. South Park the Fractured Butthole. Yes. Oh my um, god. <laughs> it looks awesome. Uh, the trailer made fun of DC and Marvel. Uh, 
Uh, oh yeah, it's based <laughs> off that episode. The same ba- episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, and it's 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 very um, superhero based. Like this one, the last one was more fantasy. You could pick like a yeah. Mage Stick or of a Truth was freaking amazing. Yeah, and then um, the fractured but whole. They said if you pre-order it now, you get a copy of the Stick of Truth on the new consoles. Oh, cool. So like, I immediately pre-ordered it because i never played this the yes. um stick of truth so like now i have the stick of truth i haven't started playing it yet but oh it dude. looks awesome uh they also it announced bi- they also announced that in the fractured behold um you'll be able to make your character a female if you want and they said that they wanted to do that with the first game but it was going to extend the development too long because they didn't want to just have it be a change in the way the character looked like they wanted to completely write new dialogue and like change right. the way everything happens for if you're a female. So with this game from the get go, they're like, okay, you need to be able to be a female or a male. So they said since the show is basically about a group of boys and they talk about girls in a certain way, they wanted to make sure that if you're playing as a girl, that they're going to treat you like they do any other girl on the show. <laughs> so yeah. I might I might play as a girl just because I feel like well, there's more opportunities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, let's see. Dude, you have to go play Stick of Truth. Like, I'm going to demand you do that. Uh, oh, I'm you going to. to. A rev- you have to do a review of it. I know it's late, but people are going to be <laughs> playing it because of this. Yeah, that's true. And it was one of the best RPGs I've played in the last, like, five years. Yeah. Really? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. It, that's the funny thing that's is, awesome. like, it. The, the Stick of Truth actually feels more like a Final Fantasy game than the last two or three Final Fantasy games. Because it's turn-based combat, you have classes, uh, your classes augment your abilities, you have, like, equipment and weapons and stuff. Yeah, and you learn skills, it's, yeah. And you look at Final Fantasy fifteen, and it's, like, so far from what Final Fantasy started as, like, it's not turn-based, uh, you only control, like, your character and the other characters just kind of do their own thing while you're fighting, um... And it's gotten away from, like, a lot of, like, the core of what probably the first 10 or 11 Final Fantasy games were like. So, it's interesting that, like, the Stick of Truth was actually pretty much like a South Park Final Fantasy game. Um, Then they ended their conference with an announce of a new game called Steep, which is, like, an open-world extreme snow sports game. So, like, you're at the top of a mountain, and you can choose between, like, a snowboard or skis or a wingsuit or um, uh, a parachute and, like, make your way down the mountain. And there's different challenges and races, and you can make your own challenges. And it looked okay, I guess. I just thought it was really weird to end the conference with that when you're Ubisoft and you have other games. Um, and they did spend, for some reason, they spent like 10 minutes talking about the Assassin's Creed movie, which made sense to me that they would show a trailer since there's not a new Assassin's Creed game. Right. But then they brought out some old guy just to talk about the making of the movie. And he hmm. said like a lot of really generic things like, we think Assassin's Creed has a really uh, deep and rich story and ethos. And it's like, oh my gosh, please, like... Go to something. Where's else. Michael Fassbender? Where's yeah? Why didn't he go? Like that would have made right. it more interesting. But instead, it's like, hi, old man, I've never seen or heard of before. Um, 
so then we go to the Sony conference. Uh, they uh, announced that the Last Guardian, a game that was originally announced for the PlayStation 3 like nine years ago, is finally going to come to the PS4 this October. Um, it's from the makers of Eco and uh, Shadow of the Colossus. They've only made oh, wow, those okay. two games, and then now they're making this one that took them nine years. Um, <laughs> did they mention anything about that lost uh, Call of Cthulhu game? No. Okay, good. Um, Still waiting on that. They showed off a new. Uh, they showed off a gameplay trailer that was nine or ten minutes long of a new God of War, where Kratos is now like in. Um, yeah, he's a Viking. He's like a Viking. Yeah, and he has a son. And he's older and has, like, a beard. Um, and he has a different voice actor now. He's actually voiced by the guy that played Tilk in Stargate SG-1. Full circle. Because now he's a lot calmer. Like, he's not, like, just constantly angry like he was in the other games. Because he's trying to be a more calm person for his son. Which I think is an interesting uh, character direction for him since... Basically, the other God of War games was just, I'm angry, I'm going to kill everyone. And like, and that's as deep as his character got. And now they're actually trying to make his character deep and actually have some kind of meaning and story behind him. Um, oh, that's good. They showed uh, a trailer for... Uh, I guess it was a trailer or a teaser or whatever of Hideo Kojima's new game starring Norman Reedus. Called Oh Death's yeah, that Norman Col- Reese was super happy about. Yeah, yeah, the uh, called Death Stranding, and it had a naked Norman Reedus lying on a beach, surrounded by dead whales, with an umbilical cord coming out of his belly button, and a baby laying on the ground, as if he gave birth to a baby, and then the baby like dies and disappears, and then you see like foot or you see like handprints, like the baby's crawling, but the baby's invisible. And that's the whole thing. And no one knows what the heck is happening in that video. But that, but that was just that's just footage of his normal weekend, right? That's not well, gameplay. yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. Um, then uh, they showed some uh, Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare gameplay. Uh, the whole thing happened in space, and it actually, I thought it looked really cool, and then I realized it was Call of Duty, and I was like, oh, this is Call of Duty. This looks pretty cool, actually. Um, told you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, uh, they did like a montage of VR games. And then at the end of the montage, they showed a horror game that was first person horror and it's VR and everyone's like, oh man, this looks crazy. Um, like I was, I was looking at like chat rooms, like while I was watching the conference and at the very end of the trailer, it comes up and it says Resident Evil 7. <laughs> and everyone like freaked out. Um, <laughs> and then they also immediately released a Resident Evil 7 demo on PlayStation 4 for anybody to go try. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I heard hmm. some not nice things about that. Oh, uh, I thought it was awesome. Like it was it was it has multiple endings. It's sort of like um it's like PT in a lot of ways. Have you ever played PT where they actually announced that it's not even part of the final game. This is just sort of like a teaser to let you know the direction they're going with the horror and stuff. Um, no, you said PT, and the only thing I could think of was assume the position, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're um, doing push-ups today. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, they actually mention Amarillo in Resident Evil 7 demo for some reason. Which is because really of course what? they do. Well, because what, what? happens, um, you play a VHS of this, uh, it's like a team that does like a TV show or something like that where they look into haunted houses. And at the beginning of the video, the guy says, I don't want a repeat of what happened in Amarillo. And I was like, what happened in Amarillo? What happened Dern. in Amarillo? Yeah. They showed a demo of Detroit Become Human, which if you don't know what that is, that's from the people that made Heavy Rain and made Beyond Two Souls. Ooh, so and it could be really good. It's a game... Um, the first gameplay we or the first trailer we ever saw was about a female uh, android thing that, whenever they turned it on, started questioning if it was human, and the androids were supposed to just be built to just basically be slaves for humans. So they decommissioned her in the video, and then the second video they showed was like her escaping. Um, huh. So that's why it's called Detroit Become Human, because I guess it's playing with the idea of, like, well, what really makes us human? Like, why can't an android be human if we make them just like us and all this other stuff? Um, and then they uh, they showed a trailer or a gameplay thing for a game called Days Gone, which looks like a motorcycle club game with zombies. But that like, sounds really okay. cool. Oh, it looked really cool. Um they said they could render over a thousand zombies on screen at a time. Holy shit. And they actually said that uh, because this is the way zombie games have to go, these zombies aren't like typical zombies. These zombies actually like live together, they eat, they sleep, they drink, they like can talk. It's just that like, and I guess they hibernate during the day. So if you're out at night, that's whenever they come after you. Um, I thought it looked... Very, very cool. Um, hmm. And then they also announced that they're going to do a HD remaster of the first three Crash Bandicoot games. Yeah. Which, I'm like, did people like those? I don't remember. I thought he they was were the kinda... face for a while. Didn't he replace, like, Sonic or whatever? He, he was the face of Sony, but, like... Not a face that anyone wanted? That wasn't a very good kinda face. like Steve Buscemi, like... Yeah, nobody wants that face. <laughs> um, and they also announced a new PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game, which looked incredible. It's one of those things, uh, Microsoft actually, or not Microsoft, Marvel announced that they're starting a, basically like a good games initiative, where instead of just um, getting like small studios to churn out licensed titles... They want to make uh -huh. like really good games, sort of like how Rocksteady actually made <laughs> Batman games good. So, so they want to make they want to actually do a good job and not yeah. just do Cash the grab. job. Exactly. <laughs> so the new uh, the, the Spider Man game looks awesome. Spider Man. Was, yeah, um, and they also made sure like the suit looks completely different to make sure that people know this isn't. Tied in with the new Spider-Man movie, it's like it's com it's a completely separate thing, just like how you know Arkham Asylum wasn't tied to the movies. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man looked really cool. Um, then we go to the company that didn't even have a conference, uh, Nintendo. 
Oh, please. They didn't, it's well, like the best one. No, no, no. But I know, but I'm just saying they didn't have a conference. They don't they do were... E3. Well, no, no, no. Like, in the past, they've at least done a Nintendo Direct, but this year they didn't even do that. They just did a stream of gameplay of Zelda, and they showed some stuff for the new Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new Zelda looks crazy. It's... Uh, oh, it looks beautiful. Most reports it say it's going to be nine times as big as Skyrim. And Skyrim, uh-huh. Sky, Skyrim was about 15 square miles, so that's insane. That's like 135 mm-hmm. square miles for Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Look at this guy, Mr. Math over here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Zelda, Zelda just looks crazy. There's like it some, looks great. There, I l- there's some voice acting, which is crazy for a Zelda game to have voice acting. Yes! Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So... I should have done, that's what I should have done the reaction trailer to, was watching them do the gameplay for this game, because I was sitting there, and I was watching the, like, it was somebody doing, like, the, the demo or whatever, yeah. as they were asking uh, everybody questions, yeah. and it's like, it starts off, and it's like, oh, there's actual, like, voice acting in this in this game now, and, uh, you know, Link wakes up, and he's like, in what looks like a spaceship, like, legit looks like... <laughs> He's he's like got abducted by aliens. Yeah. Which isn't what happened, but it's just really interesting. It looks really pretty. And then he gets a cell phone. Um <laughs> of the Sheikah tablet that looks like a cell phone. So it's really kind of interesting. I really like the idea of them integrating um like technology, not just using magic and stuff, but actually using technology in the game. Yeah. I think that's really cool, like evolution of it. Yeah. And then as as Link's like running out of the out of the door, he jumps, and I'm like, oh my god, Link can jump. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just jump off. <laughs> I think I was ledges. more excited about that. No, he can jump. You can hit yeah. a button, and he'll yeah, jump. Yeah, there's literally there's a run button like there was in Skyward Sword, <laughs> and there's also a jump button, which is great. Yeah, I was like, he can what? also. He can also crouch, so like he can sneak up on enemies and do like sneak attacks uh-huh. on enemies, and or like you have to sneak up on horses if you want to tame a horse to ride around. And yeah, there's just a lot it to it. Looks like there's really good. there's crafting, there's cooking, there's um, durability on your weapons and your armor and your shield and stuff. And can wear different like armor and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just different ways to interact with your environment as well. Yeah. And it just looks really, like, it looks really pretty. I mean, I still get that, whenever I was watching the demo, I still get that, like, huge nostalgia, my heart is going to explode feeling when I watched it. Oh, yeah. I watched it, and I was just like, ugh, I cannot wait for this game to come out. It actually made me want to play Zelda again, so that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely fun. Um... And they showed, like, all they really showed for the new Pokemon was, like, uh, for Sun and Moon. They showed, like, some new Pokemon. They showed that there's a four-person battle now for some reason. And I'm like, I've never even battled one person. Like, me and my friends can never coordinate two people, so I don't know yeah. about four people. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there will use that, but I'm like, I'm I'm probably not ever going to use that. Um, they did release, uh, they did also release the uh, Pokemon Go it's coming out next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the yep. the End Pokemon Go Plus is going to cost thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. So woo next month. Woo next month. I'm telling you, never even got my rejection email. Yeah, I know. Man. 
Uh. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. There were, there were a couple of other little things throughout E3. Uh, there was a trailer for The Walking Dead Season 3, the Telltale game. Um, there were screenshots of the first, of the Telltale Batman game that they're making. Um, trying to remember what else. Dawn of War 3 was announced, if anybody plays those games. Um... But yeah, that was that was no, pretty much it. I'll just let silence. <laughs> You're just like no, no, you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that that was that was E3. Uh, I feel like it was overall pretty good year. Um, most of the games that were announced are either going to come out this year or next year, which I think is good. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate whenever they announce games and it's like five or six years away, because I'm like that could just get canceled. Like, why do you hype me up so far ahead of time? And right. then just hype me up. Before you go, yeah. go. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if y'all had anything else you want to say about E3. I just kind of no. told you. I was just mostly happened. excited about the Nintendo stuff. Yeah. About Pokemon Go and uh, Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, I just want Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know when I don't know when um, the Go Plus pre sales are going to be up, but I want to buy one. So hopefully they're not going to be like it's not. Hopefully I'm hoping it's not going to be really hard to get a hold of. Yeah. At first I imagine they might be, but it'll they'll they'll happen. It'll work out. Anyway, uh, <gasps> so our second topic of the show is just sort of current movies. Yeah. Yep. Recent movies that we've seen or. What not? Um, I want to start with Warcraft because I actually saw Warcraft. Uh, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, obviously, they've already announced like it's made more money than any other movie based or video game based movie. Um, well, that's not a high bar. <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, like, think about like <laughs> think about like how uh, the um, Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movie, like that did well when it oh, came out. Yeah. Like a lot of people were hyped it about did. that. Um, and Resident Evil's done good. Yeah, the Resident Evil movies have done well. Yeah, there's that's been true. Like six or seven. I think they're doing another one right now, even. Um, but yeah, uh, it's already made more money than any other video game-based movie, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, because we're waiting for the second one. Yeah. Well, there's some talk about maybe not a second one. Yeah, they aren't they sure. They better if, make a second one. They made enough money. No, my... Um, What's, what was great to me is that, like, I barely know much about uh, Warcraft. Like, I played the strategy games back in the day, but I played them, like, 1, 2, and 3. Like, I played them and just kind of ignored the story. So, like, any story mm-hmm. elements from that that are in the movie I wouldn't really know about. And I played World of Warcraft for, like, a month, like, in 2009 or something. And Oh, yeah. But even then, like, while watching the movie, there were, like, locations that I was like, oh, crap, that's that place. And that's that thing that I've been to. Um, so I still felt kind of like connected to the movie in a weird way. But yeah. uh, even without knowing stuff beforehand, I felt like there was enough in the movie that I definitely want to see a sequel. Yeah. I want to see what they do with baby Moses Green Jesus. Yeah. Green baby Jesus Moses Green Jesus. <laughs> okay, here's the part where I tell you guys I still haven't seen the film, so you have to fill me in. Okay, so the do you, do you know anything? Do you know much about the 
lore of World of Warcraft? Not the old Warcraft, not Warcraft. I played okay. World of Warcraft for so like six years. They made years, some but... interesting choices in the changes. And um like for instance they made uh they made Orgrim Doomhammer, they made him a Frostwolf instead of a Awesome. Black I saw him in the trailers, but I didn't I know that's what he was. Um so that's cool. Yeah, it was interesting. It made things a little awkward um, later on in the movie when there's like um, when there's uh, betrayal and whatnot going on. But uh, it's an interesting choice. I think that it they would have been fine if they had just left him as his usual uh, his usual tribe and not with the frost wolves. But it was it was an interesting choice. Um, so what all do you want to know about the movie? Well, what's the premise of the movie itself? I don't... Oh, so it's basically the first game, the first Warcraft game where, um, basically the beginning of the lore where the uh, orcs start to come into uh, Azeroth. So uh, orcs all live on Draenor, which is like a, not a different planet, but like a... a a different realm, yeah. I'm di- I'm semi familiar with the the stuff, but I also have played like a fair amount. Like I said, right. So it's basically got them coming over through the dark portal the first time and trying to take over this new world. The humans are fighting back. There's Medivh's in it, and he's like trying to fight the um, fight the orcs too, but also fight the fell and all that that goodness and so yeah that's basically what it's about it's about the beginning of the war um it's definitely just the beginning of the war because they they don't even get like i'm guessing they're trying to get close to just being the first game yeah. and they they pretty much did that they made some changes obviously some of them were i thought fine some of them i thought were kind of strange but in the end i, I thought it was a good movie i really enjoyed it and a lot of my friends who don't even like World of Warcraft said that they liked it as yeah. a movie. So, well, Chris, that's you, right? Like you're not very Warcrafty. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> like, um, I'm not very Warcrafty at all, but I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, uh, I went with a friend that actually knows quite a bit about the lore and everything, and it. Basically, I walked out with the idea that I enjoyed it and I didn't miss anything by not knowing about the games. Yeah. I just, um, I might have missed, like, some, like, extra little, oh, or, aha moments that, like, other people would have if they knew more about the lore and everything. But I didn't just, like, I wasn't just lost or anything. Yeah. I think that there are some things that it did struggle with. I feel like... The beginning was a little rough because they wanted to show off like all these different locations that they had filmed and built and yeah. uh, um, put together. So it was like, oh, we're in Ironforge. Now we're going to Stormwind. Now we're going to Goldshire for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe people need to cyber. But um, it was pretty much <laughs> like there was no reason to jump around like that. They just did it to like do that little bit of fan service and show people the locations. But, I mean, they didn't need to do that. They could have just been right. like, we're in Stormwind. Because you, you didn't get to see a lot of Ironforge anyway. You saw, like, maybe half of a scene, kind of. You could kind mm-hmm. of see the the big 
anvil and it's like eh, it, it could have been better if we hadn't jumped around really fast at the very beginning so they were uh, totally just nods then they weren't yeah okay because see you said like who wants to see it and i was like that's actually what how i play the game like i don't really care about storyline yeah, it's been six <laughs> like, years just traveling yeah like if i saw something that was interesting i'm like well how do i get over there so right yeah and there's uh you get to see so the after the beginning it gets it gets a little better. It's not as as jerky going back and forth, but you get to see uh, Karazan, which looks awesome. But you don't get to see a lot of it. You just see basically. And see, this is gonna make me angry. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, you you get to see a little bit of Karazan, not a lot. Uh, I wish you could see more. Um, I'm hoping you get to see more of it in the future. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, get to see Dalaran, which is already floating, so I guess they decided mm. just to keep it floating from the beginning. So I guess they're not going to have it blow up at any point or try to blow up at any point. Um, but yeah, the, all the locations were super gorgeous. Uh, the only other thing that I think that it struggled from was a bit of character development issues. But other than that, I thought it was pretty great. And I thought it was a good movie overall. I agree. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that review, sir. I'll run well, out I'm, to get I mean, I are, Well, I already said what I said, so I was just yeah. like... I mean, but I the acting like, was silence. okay. The acting was okay. The uh, it, it, throws, it threw me off a little bit at first. The guy who's playing... Um, oh, oh, gosh. Brain fart. What's his name? The freaking mage. Not Medivh. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally brain farting right now. Cadgar, yes, Cadgar. Um, the guy who plays Cadgar, he's younger. He's obviously the like kind of um, uh, comic relief. And at first, it's like, what's what's going on with this guy? Is he is he a good actor? Is he is this just? But like almost immediately, he fall it falls into it and becomes a very natural like. Oh, this guy's the funny guy, and it actually works in the situation, and it's not like jarring from like going from like funny lightheartedness to medieval serious fantasy type stuff you know they did a really good right. job of of fusing those together um the guy who the guy who played lothar was it looked like he was always crying <laughs> but i don't know what it was but it's like right before if it looked like right before he goes on scene somebody like just pokes him right in the eyes <laughs> I don't know what was going on with his his eyes the whole time. Like, he wasn't a bad actor. He was good. It's just, for some reason, it looked like his eyes had been poked right before he goes on camera. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> he did a Lebowski, like, did I burn one? And he rubs his eyes. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, the acting, the acting was okay. Like, Paula Patton did okay in the makeup and stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like, especially in the big orcs, the acting in the big orcs is still really good. Um, you really like it, it. Really does seem pretty seamless. They don't. Mm -hmm. You're not taking taken out of the movie because you feel like it's um, it's very obvious or very unnatural. The mixing of the CGI and the real life actors. It looks really good, and it's it. It never took me out of the movie. Going like, oh, what's going on with these orcs? Why do they look so weird? What about the CGI? I thought, it was, I thought great. it was Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was like it's definitely not the best CGI I've ever seen in my life, but it's Was it Lord of a, the Rings good? 
Well, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. It's better than Lord of the Rings, but that's because Lord of the Rings is like right. 12 years old. Yeah. Um. So I think like it's one of those things that like whenever you think back to Lord of the Rings in your mind, the graphics were better than they really were. But like Warcraft, I never saw a problem with the CG. There was there was a part where an orc picks up a guy and like just uh, he picks him up by the throat and just squeezes his throat. Oh, yeah. And kills him. It literally just looked like the way they did it with the CG was that, like, his fingers just clipped through his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's but, that's another thing. The violence in this movie was intense. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. I was about yeah. to ask. Orcs just it wasn't like squeezing people people's heads and until they pop, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, what? So, the battle yeah. scenes and stuff are good. Like, it's worth oh, yeah. paying if you just want um, to see human and orcs. Like yeah. battle at some point, like I I know there's not going to be a huge huge war, but I know there has to be some sort of confrontation. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, there's um, going to be a pretty big war. Yeah, there's like a war in it. Uh, there's also um, speaking I just of want violence. Deep. Speaking of violence, the um, the the uh, okay, there's the orc guy that has like spikes coming out of his back, who like uses the fell oh, yeah. for Dan. his power. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Old Dan. Well, what he does, like, to open the portal, and also just to make himself and others more powerful, is he just, like, sucks life out of people. Yeah. Every time, every wait time minute, wait he a minute. did so, that. So, like, Lieutenant Dan is, like, Onimosha, like, soul-sucking people? Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He just, like, Shao Kahn's people, like, takes their souls? That's right. That's right. It's it's pretty intense. Like, there's this whole scene where uh, Gul'dan is talking to Orgrim, and he's, like, the whole time he's talking to him, he's, like, every now and then he reaches to this human next human guy next to him and just pulls a little bit of his soul out. And it's just, like, every time you see it, the guy's face is, like, twisted in this creepy, yeah, ghast-like yeah. face. Okay, so I have plans for tomorrow. Whoo, yes, go see it, because it's so creepy and good. Yeah, the word I kept thinking of was ghastly. Like, the way that it looks whenever he's pulling the soul out of him, it's just, like... That looks like impossible, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it obviously looks impossible because it's like CG, but at the same time, it's like whenever you see somebody get kicked in the nuts and it makes your nuts hurt, it's like somehow (laughs) watching the- My soul hurts watching watching this movie. Yeah, like watching this guy's soul get sucked out of his body, I was just like, oh, Oh, my body hurts. It's it's like painful. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad to hear this because, like, the main reason I didn't go see it was a. I'm not a huge Warcraft fan. I mean, I like I said, I've played some and I've looked up the lore because I played some, and then also just, you know, it seemed like it was going to be too much of a family friendly adventure thing, and I was like, no, oh. I re- I really want some blood oh, and no. guts in my war. Yeah, like, no. you can't name a movie Warcraft and have it be like Shrek on steroids beats a guy, but there's not a lot of blood. <laughs> Right. So now, um, uh, now that I know it's more violent, which I I know that makes me sound bloodthirsty, but I felt like it should be like whenever I play Warcraft, it's all about a lot of running and then a lot of dying, either me or other yeah. people. But that's that's how it, that's the game. Right. So yeah, good movie. You should go see it if you haven't. I'm going to. Uh, um. Well, I'm saying that to the audience as well. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. You guys can go with me definitely if you're. See it. Um, Find me tomorrow while I'm walking in a movie theater. We'll go see it together. That's right. That'll happen. So, 
Uh, has anybody seen X Men? Yes. Anyone yeah. else? Uh-huh. All right. Oh, All right. Yes, so, has anybody it. seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. No. <laughs> let's just talk about Turtles. Screw X Men. No. About no. Let's talk about X Men real quick. I, don't I mean, we have talk a little. All right. Turtles. Go ahead. Talk about X Men. Okay. Rose, you, you got four minutes. Good. Yeah, you've got four good. minutes. I, woo! I liked. Uh, <laughs> I think overall, I liked the the introduction of the new characters. Obviously, some of the background stuff is completely different, but I think that we've come to expect that from the X Men movies and superhero movies in general. That we're we should just accept the fact that they're not going to be exactly the same from the comic books. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I think that they they fought back a bit on uh, or they changed a bit of uh, Apocalypse's look because I remember seeing the first picture that came out with him and he looked really purple. And people were like, "It's it's uh, it's Ivan Ooze because he's so purple." Yeah, he yeah. did look a big grimacey. And, and now he's got like he was more much more of a dark blue in the movie. So I think they might have changed that a bit. But I didn't realize this till the end of the movie that it's Poe. It's Poe oh, yeah. from it's Star Wars playing freaking Apocalypse. And I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. But the stuff with with Jean Grey, I thought was really cool. And it was the best Cyclops in Jean Grey, I have to say. Oh, that. yeah. I have no... And I'm really excited to see more. Uh, my only complaints were with the new people and the Wolverine cameo. <laughs> that was totally not needed and doesn't Kinda make weird. sense. Doesn't make sense and is not what I want. Like, because it, it, it was Weapon X Wolverine for anyone that hasn't seen the movie which means he's the one with the headset and the, the transmitter pack where they control his mind when he's out in the wild fighting animals and stuff and he goes into his berserker thing and then runs into Gene and Scott and they help him uh, well she helps him he cl- he helps them by clearing a path of soldiers I thought that was totally unneeded I didn't like I didn't like it I thought everything else was okay it was a it was an X Men movie. If you like X Men, then you will like this movie, especially if you like the newer ones. I mean, it had the feel of the old ones in a good way, like the X One, X Two feeling, but it wasn't the fantastic one that like, oh my god, this is what's going to kick off the next one. It'll be really interesting to see what happens going forward. I felt like the only thing was really Wolverine bothered me a lot because we know they're going to have to recast it or kill him or do whatever. So it seems really weird to show this at the beginning Wolverine and then we're not going to get any of that. And if we are, why didn't we have the new guy come in now and Jackman could still yeah. do his, his Wolverine solo movie. I don't know. It was just weird. It was just weird. Especially since so much of the cast is like different, like different people play everyone than played them in the original movies. Yeah. And it was so a perfect like, opportunity. Yeah. To do the new Wolverine. I yeah. thought that's a thing, like, because whenever they showed the, in the trailer, they showed the Wolverine thing, they only showed his hand. So I was like, maybe it's going to be the new Wolverine, and that's the actual surprise. But no, they didn't do that. Well, they could have, and they could have <laughs> even just shown him in shadow or with the helmet on, and it would have been fine. We wouldn't have had to known who it actually was. That would have been incredible. Yeah. But that's not what we got. And it, we, what we got was a fine movie. It had more of a plot than these newer ones have tended to have. But mm-hmm. um, I felt Storm yet again was underutilized and Psylocke was underutilized and all the horsemen kind of yeah. just got played down. But it was a yeah, good I film. Thought, I mean, it was nothing. I thought the change. Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying it was nothing good or bad. That, that was it. It was just nothing special, yeah. nothing horrible. Go see it if you like comic book movies and you're going to watch it anyway. It's worth your money. But it's not going to change anything about the X-Men lore or the universe. Yeah. I thought it was... I thought that the changes to Angel's character were kind of weird. But I mean... Because it was definitely a completely different character from the comic books. They just used his powers as like... Well, we didn't really get enough background to see what... I mean, other than, yeah, him being an original X-Men and stuff. But, I mean, we don't know. You know? I thought Nightcrawler was well done, but that's... Ah, I love Nightcrawler. I thought Nightcrawler paid off for Angel, so... Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I'm I, excited to see more of Storm. Like, I got just yes. enough of her to, like, be interested and think that she might be pretty cool. Um, I could care less about Psylocke, to be honest. I was like, eh. The character was completely unlikable and just kind of skulked off at the end. So I don't really care what happens to Psylocke next. But, um... But I really did, I, I got enough of Storm to where I, I, I want to see more of her. I really wish that Marvel and Fox were friendly right now. Because yeah. her and a Black Panther movie would just, oh my god. It would be pretty sweet. I mean, they were married They are supposed to get together. Yeah. A long time and they have a history together. So just not having those two just isn't right to me. And not having Claw in there. Uh, Black Panther looks great, but I'm just, those two would really set it off for me. Yeah. So before we go... Tell me it about Turtles. Was it good? Okay. So here's my quick in a tweet Turtles review. <laughs> um, I made a realization that Turtles is no longer for my generation. It's for the kids. And it works in that aspect. And it definitely was better than the first one to me. It had more of a plot. The Turtles were more fleshed out. It was interesting to see them do what they do in this new universe. Krang was good. Shredder coming back was just like the cartoons where he goes and meets Krang. Everything went like that for me. I would say see it, actually. I mean, I'm not. don't expect anything spectacular. I'm a huge Turtles fan, and I went in there expecting my old Turtles. I didn't get them, but the Turtles that I got, I felt like were decent to pass on, pass on to the next generation. I would take my nieces and nephews to go see it. That's cool. I would still cool. show them the old ones, but... Yeah, cool. definitely show them the old cartoons. And but, Rocksteady yeah. and Bebop were pretty cool. They weren't what they were supposed to be, but they were they acceptable. They looked cool in the trailers. Like, I'm one that, like, I never saw the last one, and, like, this one didn't interest me at all. But the trailers that showed Bebop and Rocksteady, I was like, those seem like, you know, CG versions of the cartoon that I remember. Yeah. Oh, they were. Like, the the turtles, characters. Yeah, like, the turtles never seemed right just... And honestly, as petty as it is, it's because of their noses looking so weird that I was like, these aren't the ones from the cartoon. These are some weird new turtles. And their but personalities. Bebop and yeah. Like the, but Bebop and Rocksteady, I was like, these guys look all right. Their, their personalities come out more in this movie, too. And I think that's what I liked, was they were more of the, mm. the, the each individual turtle the way we know them. Like, Donatello was way more techy. Raphael was more angsty. Leonardo was having more, you know, personal struggles and leadership issues. And Mikey was mm-hmm. more yeah. out there. So it was it was really good to see that. Casey Jones shows up, of course. And that was fun. But right. 
I mean, it, um, it's but not Megan for me. Fox is still April O'Neil. She actually did a really serviceable job in this movie. I don't think the way the character serviceable. Is, well, I don't I think the way I don't. I'll think, show Megan. I'll show Megan Fox a serviceable job. <laughs> the way the character was written, I don't think anyone else could have got more out of it. Ugh. Oh, so it's just an. That empty, doesn't make me feel character. any better. No, it's just like she wasn't. She's not April O'Neil. She's not April O'Neil. No, she's not. Mm. And I mean, the she's character, the character isn't. And yes. she she did fine playing the character that she was given. Which is the, you oh, know, the suffering woman April that puts O'Neil. up with the turtles, but not April O'Neil. Ugh. It the... just breaks my heart. Gobe was fine. Job did fine. <laughs> Gobe. The last thing. I love to call him Gobe. I... Yeah, me too. Uh, the last thing I thought we'd talk about quickly, hopefully you guys listen to it, is the new uh, Ghostbusters theme song. Oh, I haven't listened Fallout. to it, no. You no, didn't I... go, oh my god. Okay, let I me explain why you didn't. Because you linked it, and it said Fallout Boy, and I went, okay, I'll listen to that never. <laughs> uh, so it's, I actually okay. like, have a weird place in my heart for fallout boy oh i love fallout boy i'm not gonna lie i love fallout boy i listen to kesha and Katy perry and taylor swift i'm not gonna lie i love hey t swizzy <laughs> you get off of tay tay right now huh so anyway so anyway this song um i actually like the song and it's because it's sort of like a combination of a it's almost it feels like a remix of the original but also a new song because there's like new words it's not just a cover so it has like elements of the original song and parts of it in my head even feel like the cartoons theme song which i know is like the same song basically but um but then like with fallout boy singing it and then like i don't know i actually really liked it and it's interesting too because if you go to the youtube link that i shared with y'all like it has an overwhelming amount of likes compared to dislikes as opposed to like how the trailers have a lot of dislikes so it seems like um a lot of people actually liked the the new theme song even though i'll have to take a look at it yeah even though like the top comment um what are the top comments say hold on i'm gonna load it up real quick so i can see what the top comment was the top comment says my ears are bleeding Really? (laughs) Um, Other top comments. Song perfectly reflects this steaming pile of shit. Well, that's what you want, right? Then, Fallout Boy, I love you, but this is pure shit. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I find it hard to believe that someone listened to this and was like, yeah, this is really good. I think we hit the nail on the head with this one. (laughs) Well, now I have to listen to it all the way. this This is like the most shade well, okay, it has way, shade, but it has way more dislikes than it did earlier. Oh, well, you're really selling <laughs> it on me, Chris. Like, okay, keep no, going. no, it has no. Listen, it has thirty six thousand likes and nineteen thousand dislikes. So okay. it's about two two thirds like it. But like, I really, I really do like it. I thought, but it, it wouldn't pass great. a freshman comp class if it was a grade. <laughs> um. Somebody says, it could be worse. It could have been sung by Nickelback. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's just placating. That's not even... I'm, I'm going to play oh. it. So there, are some other, there are some other very not nice comments. 
Oh, we should. Read there are. All there's a lot. Like there's there's ones that I avoided reading because of the language used. In them. Yeah. Oh no no. But um. But see, there's like this one that says like, this one says like F. This is so good. And there's one that says love this new remix of the classic. Um. <laughs> if the Ghostbusters were gay and got their gear from Hot Topic, this is what their theme song would be. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much my thought when you when you told me that's what this oh was. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So here's the thing, like, even if I end up really liking this movie, like, a lot, and the, if I listen to the song and it's great, I can still laugh at stuff like that, because that's just funny. Like, yeah. even if I don't agree, it's, it, yeah. that's, that's hilarious no, right there. No, I listened to, like, the yeah. first five seconds of it. The first 19 seconds, I, I, I apologize. No. No. Just no? That's nope. all you're gonna say is no? I got nineteen seconds in and had to stop. I even Nickelback can last longer than that, Chris, okay? I listen to Morse Day longer than that, and I hate Morse Day, okay? Anyway, I like it. I'm gonna be listening to it on repeat at work tonight, probably. You're gonna you're gonna so be listening to it a lot so because every time along. I see you I'm gonna play it now because Oh <laughs> uh, anyway, um I'm so in the middle of the road with the Ghostbusters movie now because I just don't know if I'm going to like it or not. What's really odd to me is this is the official song, right? Uh And it's put up on the official Fallout Boy Vivo. But the graphic for the video is from the original movie. Like it says Ghostbusters original motion picture soundtrack. Like this isn't the logo for the new Ghostbusters. (laughs) I think it is, because look, it's all shiny and, like, chrome. It's not, well, no, like, it's, just... No, no, like, the that's that's the original logo, including the fact that it says original motion picture soundtrack. Like, the new mm-hmm. one doesn't spell ghost... Like, doesn't have Ghostbusters spelled out that way. And it has, like, the ghost looks different. Doesn't it? I, thought, I don't uh, think so. I think it looks just like that. Well... I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I really thought I, it was different. That song anyway. has melted my brain... Yeah, I guess that is the logo. It's just, it's weird because it's just the same, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It's, yeah. I guess that is the logo. I have to be old logo. (laughs) I have to be honest with you, Chris. This is the first time that I've ever agreed with you on the Ghostbusters thing where I'm like, this, this feels like they're trying too hard. This just feels like they're trying too hard. (laughs) Anyway, uh, do we have anything else we need to talk about? Nope, nope. We'll, no, we'll be, I think that's it. We should probably stop talking now. We'll be back next week, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Do you guys watch Orange or, is the New Black? The, Couple weeks. Man, I'm going to start watching this new season tomorrow. I haven't started. Yeah, Saturday. you told me. You told me you're going to see it with a friend. Uh, Rose, yeah. do, you watch what the, am I? do you watch Orange is the New Black at all? I've seen the first season, and I've seen the beginning of the second season, but I just kind of lost interest in it. Well... It's it's a weird show because it's like it's very slow. Like all of the events that happen in one season would happen in one episode of Breaking Bad. Like that's the pacing of the show. But I'm already too far into it that I actually care about the characters, so I don't care how slow it goes. Well, yeah. Except the main character. Like I want Piper to die because she's just I will t- I will become t- annoying. I will uh-huh. tell you this: but, uh, you're going to get your wishes, Chris, in season four. She doesn't die. But uh, I've seen season four, and I'll tell you this. They take the focus onto the ensemble. Two shows I have to recommend real quick. One is called Lady Dynamite. It stars Maria Bamford. And if you don't know who that is, it's a comedian. Oh, yeah. 
Uh-huh. She's very open about uh, the fact that she has mental illness to the point yes. that she usually makes fun of it during her act. Well, the uh-huh. entire show is centered around the fact that she has these uh, mental problems. Right. And the show is freaking hilarious. Like, I binged it... I binged it at work. Like I watched it in a span of like three <laughs> days, only at work. It's really and, good. Uh, I saw I saw first the first couple of episodes, and I just love the fact that she is literally talking about like when she had her big breakdown and had to go back home. Oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. very very insightful and still yeah. hilarious. So yeah, I, I oh, love yeah. Maria Bramford. So I'm glad to hear from her again and see something new from her. Oh yeah. Um, the other show I'd recommend is called. Uh, uh, what is it called? Grace and Frankie. It is a show um, about these two old couples. Um, and the two guys have dinner with their wives, and they're like talking about what they're going, like why they wanted to have a dinner together. And they think that they're both going to announce that they're retiring from their lawyer positions. And they announce that they're both gay and going to divorce their wives to get married. <laughs> so you're left with um, the two women who actually don't like each other at all, but end up becoming friends because both of their husbands turned out to be gay. <laughs> and the women are played by Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. And Jane Fonda is sort of like the uppity, uh, full of herself you know, looks down on everybody, rich chick. And then uh, Lily Tomlin character is like a hippie. She does like paintings and she does like a painting class with um, ex-convicts and she smokes weed all the time. So it sort of like ends up being like a modernized version of the odd couple, but with women. Huh. Um, And the two gay guys uh, are Martin Sheen, and I can't remember the other guy, but he's like from Law and Order or something. But the show is freaking hilarious, so I highly recommend that too. Cool. It's in. A, it just Sweet. did its second season in May. Like I didn't even know it existed till a couple weeks ago. Highly recommended though. Well, awesome. But uh, T- yeah. TV wise, I would recommend that if you haven't already watched it, it's ending, so you can binge on it and catch the end of it. On AMC is Hell on Wheels. Mm, so, Hell on Wheels, yeah. Hell on Wheels is really good. I recommend that. And then on Hulu, I'll say again, Deadbeat, man. You got to watch Deadbeat. It's a psychic medium show that is hilarious. And the dude's a stoner and he has best friend. Like, it's crazy. Just watch it. Oh, and before we leave, just want to give a little reminder to everyone out there that the Steam Summer Sale has started. It has. So say goodbye to your wallets. Yep, it started today. Uh, (laughs) And if you didn't know, the Steam sale is a lot different than it used to be. Um, It once had, like, daily deals and, like, Mm -hmm. mini games for you to play. And now they just have, like, it's just a sale on a bunch of stuff. It's just a sale. That lasts, and it just lasts, like, the whole week and a half, two weeks or something like that. Um, So Ten days, I think. Yeah, so... All the sales that are up there right now are the only ones you're going to get, but what I used to love about the Steam sale was like whenever the Steam, the sales would change over every day, like around noon, mm-hmm. there would be price errors right whenever it would change. Yeah, so like, there were. I remember I bought Sleeping Dogs with all of its DLC for nine cents. 
What? It happens. They accidentally sold it for. It was it was ninety nine percent off on accident when it was supposed to be like ten percent off. Or yeah, it's supposed to be like nine percent off or nine point nine nine percent off, and they would do it, and it would happen with a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, uh, that's it. Except for I do I forgot one giant piece of news, guys, and I'm sorry. Great. Um, we have a new member in the Nerd Podcast Mafia. What? We do Barack Obama. No, it is not. It is not. That is uh that would be awesome, Mr. President. If you're listening, you are more than welcome to join us. Um, no, it's the Geek Yogurt Podcast. So Geek Yogurt joins us, Convo Comics, uh, the back issue, Colt Forty Five, Pans Fans on Patrol, not Pans on Patrol. Although that's a good idea for a cooking show. Anyone out there? Open All Powers, So Wizards, and the Dork of All Trades. So make sure to check those guys out. Keep checking back with us. And that's it. I'm I'm done, guys. What do you got? Yeah, nothing. Well, yep, that's it. Well, thanks for tuning in, I guess. We've been your hosts. You've been yeah. awesome. Yes. I have See been Chris. And she's been, been Rose. Rose. And Desmond has been Desmond. And Kern has been gone. And Kern has been on a mountain. On a mountain somewhere. He'll be coming around the mountain when he comes. Okay. All right. That's goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.